Welcome to the I Know a Thing podcast. If you've ever loved and lost a pet, you will not want to miss our two-part series with Karen Anderson, two-time author and pioneer as an animal communicator. From her career as a deputy sheriff where animals helped her solve crimes, to her destiny as a medium who connects with deceased animals, Karen has made it her life's work to ensure pet owners know their beloved companions are in a better place when they depart our world. to put it out there because that one message could be the one thing that that person needed to hear to get them through that pain, that loss. Today, we're so happy to have Karen Anderson on our show. Karen is an award-winning animal communicator specializing in pet loss and the afterlife. Karen's ability to connect with animals resurfaced during her law enforcement career as a deputy sheriff in Colorado. She documented her journey with her two best-selling books, The Amazing Afterlife of Animals and Hear All Creatures. Karen has guided thousands of bereaved pet parents through their pain of grief into healing. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi, you guys. Nice to meet you. You. Oh, we're so excited to have you on. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So the way that we came to, you know, find you is I read your book, The Amazing Afterlife of Animals, Messages and Signs from Our Pets on the Other Side. And I loved it. And that was just about like a year after we had gotten our puppy, Leo. Um, And so Kelly and I decided to do readings of our dogs like I don't know was it six weeks ago yeah like About yeah. six weeks ago yeah um and so we were just like completely flabbergasted at like the you know the results the outcome and just like how much information we got and <laughs> I felt like we weren't even fully prepared to no. ask for questions because we didn't really know what to expect I um, mean Lauren, Lauren did it first yeah. and I was definitely the more um you know, hesitant, I would say mm-hmm. of the two. Yeah. And when Lauren did it and I heard her reading, I immediately, immediately was like, I have to do this for Bailey. Mm-hmm. So I became a total believer. I mean, it was crazy. And since then my mom's done it. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah. Like the biggest now like supporters. She doesn't of- even know where she's probably getting. These <laughs> totally. Like, but I am now like a complete believer and yeah. I, kind of did it. I thought it was kind of funny, but then it was not funny. It was like completely accurate and life-changing and it made us both kind of see our dogs in a different way. Yeah. It does. It, it does change you. You know, it, it is, I think kind of hard to grasp if you have never heard of it before, you know, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around. It sounds a little bit, you know, woo-woo or out there or impossible. And, you know, it's like one thing to communicate with departed humans because they spoke English or whatever language at some point in time, but you know, animals never spoke a language. So how is this possible? You know, kind of defies logic. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about it because it does defy logic and they know so much about us. And it's very humbling to think that 
we live our lives in kind of with blinders on when it comes to knowing uh, about our our pets and what they're capable of understanding about us. It just blows my mind. And and I, I to this day, I am amazed by the messages that come through. And I've been in this for over 26 years now, and I'm still amazed. So mm -hmm. it never, I never get tired of it. It never gets like, oh, that's so, you know, boring. It, it never gets boring. It's always like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. mind blowing. So I totally get it. And you kind of have to have your own experience. It sounds like you two had a great session and that's wonderful because there are, there are some not great sessions that happen and it, it can be, it can happen. It has happened to me for whatever reason. I mean, sometimes the energy just doesn't line up or, you know, a communicator is having a bad day. Uh, you just never know, but you know, when things line up and the energy is good and you bring positive energy to the session, amazing things can happen. And mm -hmm. I'm excited that you guys had such a great experience. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah. and you're, you're, both of yours were departed, right? No, 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 no. They're, they're both, they're both alive, alive and well. Yes. Oh, Okay. So uh, that's even more mind blowing, the afterlife sessions, because they know what you're doing. They are around you and with you and they see what's happening in your life. And how amazing is that, right? Which is why I wrote my book, The Amazing yeah. Afterlife. Yeah. And you and Lauren, you I mean, Lauren kind of said the kind of the reason you one of the reasons you wanted to do it was because you kind of wanted to see where Leo was now before he passed away. Yeah, I figured, you know, you know, like we've done, I've done these readings with like, you know, human psychics, like, you know, John Edward, where he reads humans and stuff. Um, but I thought, you know, wouldn't it be great if I knew what he was thinking now so that I could make his life a little better? Um, yes. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. So Karen, for, for probably most of our listeners, I don't think they understand or they haven't had a familiarity with the concept of a psychic or a medium. So I know you're both. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about like what, you know, what that means and, um, you know, how and how your whole animal communication came about. Yeah, sure. Well, let me start with uh, just a little bit of background. I uh, remembered how to understand the animals as an adult. I was able to do this as a child, but my family didn't know what to do with that. They're like, eh, why does she know this stuff? She shouldn't know this stuff. And so they kind of told me not to do it. Mm -hmm. And they said I had wild imagination and stopped talking to the dog. And then I started seeing spirits and he, it just kind of scared them, kind of spooked them. So they really discouraged it which is a shame so if anyone's listening and they have children that are showing signs of intuitive abilities well, please help them understand what they're experiencing because it's a good thing it's been a blessing in my life and I can't imagine my life without it so I could do this as a child um, as I got a little bit older, I kind of buried it because of something that happened. And I wrote about that in my book, Here All Creatures, which I don't know if you guys have read that one yet, 
but there was I a have. story in there about why I shut everything down. I just said, no more. I'm not doing this. Okay. And um, kind of pushed it down, said, I'm never doing that again. And then it wasn't until, oh my gosh, almost three decades later that I was a deputy sheriff in Colorado. And I had been getting back into animal communication with my own pets. So I was I was practicing, I was really trying to sharpen my skills because I, I loved it and I wanted to get back into it again. I had forgotten that I could do this as a child, like I said. And then I'd be on a call as a deputy sheriff and the animals on crime scene started relaying accurate details to me about the suspects, about what happened, which I later verified through, you know, human sources or whatever. And it blew my mind. It's like, how can they do this? Mm -hmm. And it would pop into my head. You know, I could tell it was coming from the animal. It's just a sense or a feeling that you get that it's not your own thought, because how would I know about a crime scene I've never been to before? So I realized, wow, I need to really dive into this. So I did. I dove in. I learned everything I could. I basically self-taught. And I just started practicing like crazy and had some very interesting experiences while I was on duty very memorable experiences and never told anyone that I was getting this uh, inf information from, um, you know, four-legged informants because I would have been the laughing stock of the department. So I never said a word and it just snowballed from there. I, I literally got thrown into my, my, purpose in life. It was like, here you go. Boom. <laughs> this is what you need to be doing. And that's where it all culminated. And I realized that if animals could tell me, you know, where a bad guy was hiding or who was the aggressor in an assault case, what, what else could they tell me? Mm -hmm. So that's where it all came from. And that's where my interest, my law enforcement, my investigative interest, my love for animals, it all kind of came together in this beautiful melody or recipe or whatever it was and just like blew my mind. I'm like, yes, this is my destiny. This is what I want to do. So that's mm -hmm. my background. So um, um, fast forward to today, you know, that was over 20 years ago now that I left law enforcement. So I followed the path of animal communication. And that led me to where I am here, left law enforcement. But uh, the difference between a psychic and a medium, there's different opinions about this. So I'm just going to share what it means to me because it could be very different to someone else. But a psychic can pick up things about you, uh, about a place, about a, uh, an event like they might get a vision or see something or feel something or pick up on the energy about, uh, um, you know, location where a medium is somebody who's literally in the middle. So if you think of a medium being in the middle, they're the translator. They're getting a message from spirit or in this case, an animal 
and they're relaying that message back to you. So they're just the translator, they're the messenger. So for me, that's what the difference is. And you can be one or the other, just because you're a medium does not mean you're psychic and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So some people are more, uh, I'll say skilled in one of those areas. And it really is a combination of all using all of your psychic abilities. I know a lot of mediums who connect with departed human spirits that cannot, for whatever reason, communicate with an animal, living or departed, and vice versa. I know animal communicators who are unable to communicate with human spirits. Um, I happen to be able to connect with all of them, but that's because I wanted to, and I practiced, and I really I'm passionate about it. So I think it, it has to follow what you want to. And, uh, and it's really fascinating to receive a message and then to have it be validated. You think it was fun for you. Imagine how fun it is for me delivering a message that blew your mind, right? It's, it's a great feeling. It's, it's healing. So that's why I lean more towards the afterlife. After so many years, I started to see how healing one message could be. One little teeny tiny message that meant absolutely nothing to me. I had no idea what it meant. For instance, and I'll take this right out of my book, is the uh, measuring tape story. You might remember this from The Amazing Afterlife of Animals. I had um, a session coming up and these were all phone sessions back in the day. We didn't have Zoom back then. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was preparing for the session and one of the images that I saw that I always check in with the animals ahead of time. It was a departed cat. And one of the images that she showed me was a measuring tape. And that's kind of strange for a departed cat to show me a measuring tape I mean why you know what was what is the purpose well she didn't tell me she went on to something else you know just boom off to something else so I jotted it down in my notes and then when my client popped on the phone I said hey you know is there any reason why your cat would show me this measuring tape it's like what 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 tell me what does that mean she said, Karen, just before I got on the call, I was in my bedroom and I needed to order new sheets for my bed. And she says, you know how they always pull up in the corners and they never stay down, right? She said, I was trying to measure them to see how wide my mattress was. So I had a measuring tape and I was laying it across the bed and my departed kitty's little kitty bed was right there by my pillow where she used to sleep. And I thought about her in that moment. And I said, oh my gosh, I wish you were here. I miss you so much. I wish you would give me a sign and let me know that you're here. Oh, wow. Uh, so sweet. Right? So here it is, this crazy message, like a measuring tape, but look what it meant for this particular client. I mean, she had... You know, she was the only one in that room. She got on the call with me shortly thereafter. Nobody knew what she was doing. And I get this weird message about a measuring tape, which makes absolutely no sense to me. But I could feel her start to heal. I could feel her heart just fill with love. 
And that's the joy of animal communication. You just never know what they're going to send you. You just have no idea what, what could mean something. So you just have to be willing to share whatever you get. You have to just throw caution out to the wind. Just You have to be very, um, um, you, you can't worry about what anybody thinks about you. Mm -hmm. You have to have yeah. pretty thick skin. Uh -huh. I learned that as a, in law enforcement, you know, it's not a lot you can say to me that's going to hurt my feelings. Thank goodness. <laughs> believe me, I've seen it all. I've been called every name in the book. So if someone thinks I'm crazy or nuts or whatever, because I say something, you know, like measuring tape, that's nothing. It's like, oh, psh, no big deal to me. You know, so you just have to be willing to put it out there because that one message could be the one thing that that person needed to hear to get them through that pain, that loss and get them into healing. Yeah. I mean, that is, I do find your kind of story about the law enforcement and the signs that you got on, on a crime scene. I mean, that is fascinating. Yeah. To me. So it's, unique. It's so unique. And it's, if you think about it, like that is kind of how a case is kind of like put together mm -hmm. and you were getting this information. I mean, it's, fascinating to me. I mean, did you're kind of saying, you know, you can't worry about what other people think. I mean, did you share that with others at the, you know, on your, in your police department, you just kept that to yourself? Oh no, I was the only female officer. So I was already, you know, yeah, it was yeah, a boys club. Yeah. Yeah, right. Male, Male dominated, you know, I was already the minority on the department. Right. I always had to do everything quicker, faster, better, sooner. You know, I had to show up, you know, and just be more just because I was the only female officer. So there was no way I was going to tell right, anybody. Right. No way. Oh. I just kept it to myself because it's it sounded so crazy to me. To, it sounded crazy to me. So how is anyone else going to believe me? In fact, when I wrote that book, Here All Creatures, I thought, nobody's going to believe me. I don't even know if I want to share this because nobody's going to believe me. But mm -hmm. I, again, I just said, you know, I'm just going to put it out there. This is what happened. This is my story. And, you know, it's to me, it is it, it connects the dots. Like it shows the progress that I took to get where I am today mm -hmm. and the little stepping stones along the way that, you know, it doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense back then what was happening to me. But of course, now that I look back on it, it makes perfect sense. Law enforcement, you have to have a heightened sense of awareness for your own personal safety. Mm -hmm. Every time I responded to a call, I had to really have my senses on high alert because someone might be trying to hurt me. Of course. Yeah. So think, think about psychic work. You have your senses on high alert. Yeah, so yeah. it really, it's not that different. And mm -hmm. if uh, if you know anyone in law enforcement, you'll hear them say this. They won't call it intuition. They'll say, well, I had a gut feeling that you know, all the time. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, what is a gut feeling? That's your intuition. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. They just won't call it that. So it's really not that different. Okay, it's a little different, you know, that we have to arrest people and you know do that. But as far as your senses, 
and being aware of your surroundings, those those are very similar right there. So to me, now it makes perfect sense that this was the path that I was supposed to take. Law enforcement was just kind of the diving board for me to go into the direction that I needed to go. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just been a crazy ride. I mean, it's fascinating. I feel like this could be a TV show that I would like be obsessed with. Yeah. Like you should this is a Netflix you should, series on you. you. Have a, series. Well, a series. Like this is because I mean, how many times, and it's so true. And I think kind of with pets, like your pet and pets are in your life all the time. They see mm -hmm. all the things. They're mm -hmm. around you all the time. They experience things. They know things. They And so it totally makes perfect sense that a pet would know things that yeah others might not know. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think you should do a Netflix series <laughs> and I will watch be the it. writer. I will watch it. <laughs> it's fascinating. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Yep. Um, but it's I definitely feel like I'm some sort of a, um, you know, pioneer in that respect that I put this whole other twist on it with the whole law enforcement side, because, in, you know, obviously in law enforcement, all you have is your credibility as an officer. So the one thing you don't want to damage is that credibility. So, you know, going into this, I had to really forsake all of that and just say, I, I got to follow this. This is my passion and this is real. And here's the proof. You know, every single story that's in my book, that's an actual client. Their names are in the front of the book. You know, they gave me permission to use their story. And it, to me, they're the heroes because they're the ones that are willing to go, hey, you know, this really happened to me as is the book I'm writing right now, which is about pet loss. Unbelievable stories about messages from the other side and how their pets are still with them and seeing what they're doing and what's going on in their lives. And it, it has changed me. It has changed everything I thought about life. It's changed everything I thought about death. And the afterlife is real. It is a real dimension and it is all around us it's not in a faraway place it's not up in the clouds it's not in another universe it is all around us and if you pay close attention and heighten your awareness and open your heart you can pick up on it it's a subtle shift it's not a big flashing neon lightning bolt sign it's not well sometimes it is <laughs> but generally speaking it's very subtle and it's very very difficult to pick up on with all of our bombarding things around us cell phones and family and noise and music and whatever so once you know what to listen for what once you know what it looks like what it feels like because an energetic message hits your entire soul so you get it in all different ways it can be a feeling it can be a knowing it can be a thought that pops into your head that wasn't your thought mm -hmm. and it can be a, a, a flash of something an image it can be a scent it can be a taste I had a cat send me the taste of a mouse one time and that was not <laughs> So. <laughs> Back when you started down this path, this was relatively unaccepted, right? I mean, um, and yeah. so what you've done is, you know, you and others have forged ahead and become a catalyst toward other people starting to accept that, you know, there's more than just religion, there's spirituality, right? And I, we both grew up Catholic and yep. we were always told, 
pets don't have souls. I mean, I still, yeah. So I still remember when my first cat died and I said, you know, is he going to go to heaven? And my mom just said, nope, sorry, they don't have souls. And I was broken just thinking I'm never going to see him again. Um, And now I think, you know, now I've researched it more. There's nowhere in the Bible where it says that cats or pets don't have souls. Like some Pope made this up, like, you know, a thousand years ago. So, and, you know, and I've seen it in regular psychic readings. You know, we had one where, you know, my husband's dog jumped up on his dad's lap and, you know, and his, his godforsaken rabbit that he hated was, was there too. (laughs) Tyler's. Yeah. His rabbit (laughs) jumped up and he was like, oh gosh. Okay. Um, and so I think people are coming around and accepting it more, but it's, if it wasn't for you and others like you who came out and, you know, explained all this, no one would ever know. But it is, it is all of those things rolled up into one. And and I'm just, I'm like, I was the most unpsychic person that ever walked the planet up until that point. I had never had a psychic reading. I didn't even really know what it was. I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I was, I loved animals and I had this experience that I couldn't explain and I wanted to investigate and find out evidence what's going on here, prove what I was doing. So that's what led me down this path. Mm -hmm. So interesting. So so interesting. I know everybody's asking this question. So where do our pets go when they die? What happens? Well, um, of course. Of course, the soul is just like our soul. Their animal souls are no different than ours. In fact, you know, I was raised Catholic too. So I went down that whole crazy (laughs) animals don't have a soul thing. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. And in fact, what I was shown is that they're as close to the God source, the creator source, the um, divine light holy light, whatever you want to call it, whatever your belief system says, they're as close to that as you can get for a being that has lived on earth. The only thing closer are beings, light beings that are like angelic or that have never incarnated on earth. They've never had physical form. So animals are even closer to that God source than humans because they're pure. They are absolute pureness where humans, as we know, have agendas. We have issues. You know, we, we do, we have these things. Animals don't have that stuff. I mean, some are aggressive, some are this or some of that, but they're just being whatever their species is. You know, they're not acting out like a human is. So that's what fascinated me that animals were closer to this god source goddess again whoever you believe in i want to cover all (laughs) beliefs here because they they're all basically the same Mm -hmm. and that fascinated me that animals can even be the messengers of the god source or the divine source they're messengers they are uh greeters so when they leave their body they are literally launched Uh, Some are um, whisked, some are like velvet smooth, others are like rockets. So it just depends. Some are in a big hurry to go out there 
and expand. And some are want to stick around and like watch us and see what's going on here. Everyone's different. There's no wrong. There's no right. There's no every single time this is what happens. Mm -hmm. Everybody's different. Some animal souls will be released like slowly, gently and rise up. Others will kind of swirl around in the room where we are. Others will linger. Others will be out and zooming around the cosmos. Mm -hmm. So if you can think of the afterlife as literally being a parallel dimension, it looks and, and feels just like ours in a sense. It's just a little bit higher than we are. So that's why we typically hear about ghosts or when people see a ghost or an apparition, it looks like it's floating. Well, it's not really floating. It's just that its ground level is higher than our ground level. Their energy is like rotating at a higher frequency. Is that kind of? It is. Okay. It is. Because there's nothing there that's solid, you know, like, like my glasses, you know, there's nothing in the, in the afterlife that's solid. It's just pure vibration. Mm -hmm. Everything is done energetically, telepathic. Our dreams, you guys communicate every single night in your dreams. That's animal communication, just mm -hmm. in a conscious state. When you have those conversations with the people or wh whoever's in your dream, that's what I'm doing. I'm just in a conscious state. Mm -hmm. So they don't, when the animals leave, they don't go away. They can expand and in this great expanse of the afterlife, they are usually with your soul group. So everyone you have known and loved throughout your life, human and animal, it doesn't have to just be family. It can be friend. It can be school teacher. It could be neighbor, whoever you have known and loved. They can expand into your soul group. And when I was doing sessions, it never failed. There were always humans that the animals would bring through mm. so grandmothers come through brothers sisters aunts uncles parents would come through and the animals were bringing them through like little ambassadors like mm -hmm. hey look who look who i have here with me mm -hmm. i'm in this soul group with all of these souls and we're all part of this because of one common denominator you so mm -hmm. it is it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful experience. And they're never alone. They're never lost. They're never scared. That's only here on earth. That that only happens on earth. There's always someone to guide them, greet them, welcome them when they leave their body and they come into what I call fullness. It's like seeing a vapor escaping out a window or smoke escaping out a window, it recollect, it collects again. And then they become like, oh, hey, this is kind of different. And they're experiencing what that's like. And then they get to be around us. That's why you'll feel them around your feet. You'll feel their warmth against you. you they may walk across your bed. You can feel them maybe lick your hand or whatever, because they still experience us and their favorite places they're still here they're just in a different form and that's hard for some people to realize they think that because the physical body is gone 
that their beloved companion is gone. And that's just not true. Their beloved companion is there waiting to be acknowledged. And when we do acknowledge them, it's like their birthday. They just, they love it. It's like they get filled with love and excitement and energy. And then they start sending more messages or more signs. Mm -hmm. So it all comes back to us in our belief system. And, and those who are struggling and uh, deep in their pain, they're not going to receive as many signs as somebody who is more balanced and more open and ready to receive. You, you can still receive signs from your loved ones. It's just harder to get through to you because you've got this heaviness of grief. Any strong emotion can hinder that connection and communication, even good energy. And anything that's the volumes up really high can hinder the transference of energy. There's a science behind it. That's the other part that I love. There's truly a science. There's the quantum field. I can't get into it because I, I know like that much. <laughs> this is not much about it. But if you're interested in the science behind it, look into telepathy, look into the quantum field. You know, there's, you know, even Albert Einstein talks about energy. It cannot be destroyed. It just changes form. So this is, this has science behind it, which I I love that. You know, it's, it's more than just wishful thinking. It's more yeah. than just, as you guys know, you experience this. It's real. That you didn't tell this person who conducted oh. your session anything. So where did they get this information? And I mean, I think for both, at least for um, Lauren, like for Leo, Lauren's dog and Bailey, my dog, um, we were told that this was not their first life, that they mm -hmm. had had many lives. And um, my mom's dog, Winston, this was his first life. <laughs> He had never been anywhere else before. And that he had been brought to this world by a woman who I think was my grandma, like specifically as a gift for my mom. But um, for Bailey and Leo, when, is that a choice that they make to come back many times? Or is that something that is just their destiny? Or is that a choice when they pass to continue to come back? I mean, and, all, and also just going on mine. So I always had this weird feeling that Leo was my cat Frisky and we would yes. joke around yes. about it. It turns out Leo was my cat Frisky. He's Frisky. He's frisky. Yeah. And so, and I was asking my dad today, I said, how long did he live? Like what year did he die? And so Frisky's been gone like 20 years. And then if Leo is Frisky, like to your point, like, did he choose to come back? Like, or did he know? Like, where was he in that time? Yeah, right. And those are great questions. And, and truly, we have to understand that uh, an animal's destiny is not the same as a human. So their purpose for being here, coming back, is never the same as a human. We come here, we come back, we reincarnate as human souls. Because it's part of this, um, if you will, this growth for our spirit. It is a, a personal journey. It's a spiritual journey. It's an enlightenment, enlightenment 
of ourselves. And, you know, when we perfect that, when we get to the point where we don't have to come back anymore, we're very evolved. We're very open. We're very, it's like, we've been around the block. We've been there, done that. And the animals, their soul journey, their soul purpose, it's not so much that they have to um, have a purpose in life like we do, or, you know, we, we keep seeing the same things that happen as humans. Like, I don't know about you, but my past, I had like a series of bad relationships one after another. It's like, why is this happening to me? You know, why do these things keep happening? You know, am I a bad person? Am I just making bad decisions? And we keep seeing these patterns over and over again. It's a little bit different for the animals. So while the humans are more on, we need to learn these things, animals are here to just enrich us. They're here to enrich our experience. They're here to heighten us. They're like the frosting on our cupcakes. Next time, join us for part two of The Amazing Afterlife of Animals with Karen Anderson, where we get into more detail about our everlasting bond with our pets after they passed and how we can continue to communicate with them. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is I Know a Thing a podcast by ordinary moms exploring what we find curious.